Every great champion knows that success, overcoming, and winning in life is no accident. Creating individual success is like having a recipe for a great meal. It only works if you know how to use the ingredients. As a best-selling author, entrepreneur, business coach, strategist, and champion, the Lewis Hour Live Show provides you the insider's view on winning. All we do is win, 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 helping you become the best version of yourself. Hey, thanks for joining us. This is Lewis Howard. Thank you for joining for another edition of Lewis Howard Live. And if it's your first time joining us, we thank you for being part of the conversation. Uh, we want to remind you that uh, sharing is caring. So you can reach out and find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, pretty much anywhere, Lewis Howard Live, we are all over to continue to get, give you recipes and ingredients for the soul. And you can check out our YouTube page where we uh, library everything. And uh, we just like to keep fresh and new conversation. And I'm excited today because we have a creative artist in the house, guest in the house. And uh, if you were paying attention to the entry, you will see some of his work. And so we're excited to talk with Desmond Hansen Art and some of the creative things that he's doing in the Seattle area. You couldn't be around here and not see some of his stuff. You probably know his stuff more than you know him, but we're gonna bring the two together tonight and uh, talk about how he got started and uh, just some of the inspiration behind uh, the beautiful work that he's doing. Desmond, thank you for stopping in, man. Hey, thanks for having me. I know we've been trying to get together for a while, so I'm glad we could uh, make this happen. And, uh, and as I was saying, your art's featured in my opening, so the fans get to see that uh, every time we're doing, and they probably don't know the work. And we've actually had a lot of people call up and ask who's who's the art in the back. Oh, wow, that's yeah. Great. So we've had people reach out. So uh, maybe just start off, tell them a little bit about yourself and how you got you know into doing this and uh, kind of what inspires you. So yeah, so um, I'm 39 years old. Um, started doing graffiti at about age 15, I would say. Okay. okay. And, um, you know, quickly ran out of space painting yeah. at my house. Right, you know, right, right. Moved on to city walls and, yeah, you know, yeah. trains and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, just getting in, entrenched in the hip-hop culture. Okay. Um, was making music for a while. Um, ended up kind of taking a break from that yeah. because art started pulling me in its right. direction. Okay, yeah. And from there, like started doing some kind of like uh, donated murals around okay. the city yeah. to yeah. Uh, on yeah. the electrical boxes. Yeah. And since then, you know, things really picked up, started getting traction yeah. and yeah. doing bigger and more murals around the yeah. city. Uh, you know, I always like to ask you because I love the backstory stuff, you know, and I was like, so did you have anything anyone particular was kind of an inspiration for or did you just kind of start off as an idea about doing this how, how do you kind of what was kind of your mental kind of mindset when you started doing this um in terms of the boxes that i was painting um that actually came to me in a dream at night really really yeah uh i had a dream that i had painted a bunch of boxes on this one street in west seattle okay and a friend of mine who uh who i used to do graffiti with I had told him about my dream. Right, and I was like, right. yeah, it's really, it was a really vivid dream. Yeah. And, uh, and then I saw a box in Federal Way. Okay. And another box in Ballard. And I said, maybe I should try that, you know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. I went and uh, did a couple and got in contact with the SDOT and laid, laid down the blueprint for a yeah. bunch of different locations. Yeah. That's pretty innovative, right? Because, you know, I mean, 
you've taken something that was really kind of off the grid, graffiti, that people kind of, you know, complain about in different places, you know, I, I have several buildings that have been graffitied, you know, yeah. and to take something and now make it part of mainstream art is, is pretty cool. I mean, I think uh, I first saw some of them just driving around West Seattle thinking, who, who does that, you know? Yeah. I thought some of the famous artists, Prince, and some of the famous, you know, things. So how long does it take to do one of those things? So when you do, what's your time in it? Um, it depends on the image or if I, you know, have a, a set game plan going okay. in. Um, yeah. Usually around about four hours. Four hours, okay. Yeah, yeah. I try to yeah. do them while my son's at school. Okay. And does everything have to be licensed? You got to go through that whole process when you're using like the images or anything like that? You have to go through Yeah, that? so um, the likenesses of people, since I'm donating my time and it's not being offered corporately, okay. I don't really have to okay. know, cross those those bridges, but okay. um, I ran all my artwork through SDOT because okay. they, they asked for like a little bit of an approval yeah, process, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, when I ex expressed to them that, you know, I want to feature a lot of different artists, right. musicians okay. and stuff from Seattle, yeah. they, they said, okay. But, you know, at first it was kind of like, a, they were a little hesitant. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, because that's... Uh, in, the, in the realm of likenesses right, and, right, you know, wondering right. if... And so I got a lawyer involved who, um, who helped me figure out okay. if, if I would be liable okay. for anything. Yeah. So any, uh, any blowback from that, if you ever have any, you know, negative content, people like, you know, that's not art, that's, you know, BS, do you get any of that? Um, not that <coughs> that's not art, but I, I, I have gotten one email from a wildlife photographer okay. for the one box that I did that has a, has like a bird on it. Okay. And it was like a, you know, a bird watcher. Right, on right. On the East Coast. Okay. sent me an email saying, hey, that's my photograph you used for that. Oh, really? And I yeah, was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you know, like yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. <clears throat> didn't know he would be. Yeah. You know, have an issue with it, but yeah. uh, we resolved it. And yeah. Hey, if you just join us, we are uh, having a conversation with Desmond Hansen with Desmond Hansen Art in Seattle area. Very, very well known for uh, the creativity, uh, graphics, murals, just things that really have added, I think, color and flavor to a city that's known for its diversity and inclusion and all those other, you know, popular words that we sort of use. Uh, but I think it's, uh, if you're tuning in and just kind of want to know, I think we're running some of the clips, uh, some of the art, you can kind of see some of the work that, that he's done. Uh, what's the inspiration of young people? Like, you, you know, the younger people that are thinking about, you know, kind of a different way of, of creating themselves and expressing themselves. Uh, do you get a lot of, like, people reach out and from that standpoint of, like, how'd you get started, like, to do this or anything like that? You know? Yeah. Um from time to time, I have kind of like a, a painting demo okay. thing that I do every once in a while. Um, the last one I did in Queen Anne for a, a high school class that came and watched me paint a box, and yeah. I explained the whole process and everything. Yeah. And they were they were pretty eager because they don't even have an art class in their okay. in their high school there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so part of the teacher bringing them to me to watch this art process right. was. Yeah. Uh, was kind of like in that direction mm -hmm, for them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and now um, there's also a couple of younger like students who come and kind of shadow me every once in a while okay. when I'm painting, if yeah. I'm out doing yeah. a bigger mural or whatever, yeah. um, I'll call them. And, but yeah, I've, I've had um, 
younger artists come up to me and ask me how yeah. long it's taken me to accumulate these kind of skills. Right, yeah, you yeah. Know, and, and I have to explain to them that most of the progress happened in the past like five or six years, mm -hmm, but I've been mm -hmm. painting for 25 years. 25 years of so. it, so yeah. You know, it's funny you say that because this is part of what we talk a lot about on this show about uh, <clears throat> there's no such thing as overnight success, right? Uh, most famous saying you hear, you hear is 25 years in the making, 20 years in the making, you know, and most people just focus on the end result, right? They see the art and they think, oh, I can go do that, or, oh, okay, that's no big deal, right? So um, it is, and like you said, so you're thinking about 20 years of this, and then so what, when did you get like most of the recognition? Most of the recognition started when I stopped being so egotistically driven. Okay with my art because yeah. in the early years for me it was you know graffiti you're used yeah. to just putting your name up on right, things right, right. you know and people can look at it and appreciate it yeah but yeah. not everybody yeah, yeah and as well as you know trying to hit home runs of every commission that comes my sure. way yeah yeah and yeah. you know not backing down from the the big jobs that i think you know might yeah. be a big undertaking yeah but yeah just you know yeah focusing and, and trying to be determined about yeah. getting it right. And, um, ah. and so like just every day kind of working in the direction I need to be yeah. in. Yeah. Before it was kind of like I'd do it sporadically, right. you know, or I'd do yeah. a friend's album art or something yeah. like that. But yeah. then have all these other things that in my life that, sure. that I would be focused on. Yeah. And so once I kind of said, okay, music's got to take the back burner. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can still do it for fun and yeah. still it's still an artistic outlet yeah. for me but it's not a career move. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and things behind the scenes can be a career move, right, like, you know, right. licensing music sure, and stuff sure. like that. Yeah. But there's a, there's a time and place for that for me. Yeah. Um, but the art I knew that if I didn't focus yeah. and just like dedicate myself, right. then it'd be a slow moving tortoise yeah. and I'd rather yeah. kick it into high gear. And so the past five years have been like, hyper-focused yeah. on that. I, is that the big key, you said dedication? You just gotta be dedicated to it, you have to stay? Yeah, you got to, you know, it's a it's a matter of like faith in yourself and yeah. knowing that, you know, because people respond to positivity. Yep. So if, yep. if you're doing something that you're questionable about, but then someone gives you a pat on the back, right. that right. can be enough fuel to do yeah. the next one and yeah. the next one. Yeah. And for me, I had never seen any anybody open up to art like right. when I'm painting those boxes. Yeah, I yeah. get people honking at me, throwing, yeah, yeah. throwing money at me. Oh, really? Things really? Where I'm going, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm super grateful for yeah. it. It's just, it's confusing because yeah. right. I used to get arrested for right. it. Right, that's know? what I said, because it's, it's a different type of expression of art, right? This is not like a Van Gogh or, da, you know, Da Vinci or something like that. It's a different creative piece of it. And you wouldn't think it's associated with something like, okay, you're trying to make a hit piece of art or anything like that, right? But yet it's having an impact because, you know, you're your life works out there, right? And it's, 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 it's there to be seen, right? Definitely, and for the boxes, I was looking at the shape of the boxes. Yeah. When I first started, I said, that's kind of like the shape of a canvas that you would have hanging up on a fireplace mantle yeah. of like a king or something. Right, you know, like right, some right. Majestic. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, who would I paint portraits of like that? You yeah. know, and I just yeah. thought about like all the musicians yeah. from Seattle yeah. and yeah. all the people that yeah. I know of that I, I'd want to highlight. and. Uh, and also just taking on the challenge of, can I achieve a portrait, right. get their likenesses right, in right. that small of a scale mm. using spray paint? Yeah. Yeah, because that's the thing that I noticed about it when I look at them. There's life, right? There's life in it. I mean, there's paintings, 
you know, like steel paintings where people draw, but then there's things that like, it's vibrant. Like yeah. I, the one, the print stands out in my mind. Like it's live. Like you think he's like, you know, ripping yeah. a guitar right there, you know? Totally. Uh, does that require, do you have to do any extra study or looking at their life or anything like that to capture like one moment that you think, boom, this is, this is what I want to capture them. I'm trying to move away from just translating photographs okay. into incorporating a lot of my artistic okay. you know, side, yeah. abstract and stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a matter of looking at lots of photos yeah. and see, looking at light sources yeah. and figuring out, you know, oh, I like this photo because this yeah. really embodies yeah, his yeah, yeah, personality, yeah, what I yeah. think he might have been or yeah. her, yeah. she might have been, yeah. or, you know. And so, yeah, you di you definitely dive into each project yeah. and and try to soak up anything that could be inspirational. Yeah. yeah. What's the most memorable view? Which which one have you done that just you stand on go? That one, that was, that was, that was it. That's it's always going to be the Jimi Hendrix one. Is it? Okay. Because that was the first one. And Jimi Hendrix is super close to my family and I. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that was, and it's still there. Um, it was done without a permit. Okay. Okay. It was one of the ones that I used to show SDOT what okay. I was capable mm, of. The model. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, I left the backside open so that I can do another rendition of him okay. soon, you know? Okay. So, yeah, that's that's definitely the number Stand. one. Yeah. Um, and then also the Dick Gregory ones, okay. another favorite of mine. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because okay. he, to me, was one of the coolest people that yeah. ever hit yeah. entertainment. Yeah, no, he was a good, good good guy. Just had a real different philosophy and approach to, yeah, to funny. To, you know, yeah, and he'd yeah. make you yeah. think yeah. in the middle of the funny, yeah, too. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Uh, we talked uh, a while back about the one you did. We're, we're broadcasting Mob Studios, and uh, we talked about the one you did here. Uh, you've done several here. We've featured them in, but we talked about the Hitsville one, yeah. and you said that was kind of a challenge. Why, why was that one a little bit more difficult than? That one is a challenge because it's in a stairway, and trying to get the image right without being able to step back and, and look at everything. Yeah, you right. know, you have to kind of look yeah. at the side of it and stuff. is. That and um, never having a lot of, you know, stuff to look at right. of Hitsville. There's only mm. a few, like, pictures from right. back then. But, right, right, You know, everything else is kind of yeah. now is yeah. a little manipulated yeah. and, you know, not really yeah. as classic as I wanted that yeah. to come out. So. Yeah. Um, listeners, I don't know if you caught that, but, you know, imagination, right? Here's, a, here's an idea that came in a dream, a thought, you know? And sometimes when it happens, we think, had too much to drink or pizza, you know, right? You know, we tend yeah. to dismiss, but I, I think some of the greatest inspirations do come. I've studied a lot of history, and a lot of people have gotten great inspirations. Uh, George Kodak, the creator of the Kodak camera, yeah. he got that out of a dream. He said well, I, that was how I wanted to capture images of people. Uh, and so that I think that's, that's an important thing for people to know that it's not just, uh, we're, we're so preoccupied with being famous and known but I think sometimes we lose that natural crea creativity, right? Because yeah. I think there's a path you can go with your creativity that may not make you as mu much money or as fame, but it will change and impact people. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think to me, your art, you know, where you do that is changing and impact. I mean, because you see it every day. I mean, I, you know. Um, so what, uh, what kind of things will you be working on or coming up that you're involved in, kind of future projects and things like that? I'm currently trying to cultivate clients that facilitate large murals so that okay. so that our city really you know starts to you know if someone turns a corner and they see a large mural in sure. their face they're 
yeah. they start to be invigorated a little bit by their environment. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And uh, shows a busyness to okay. a city too. So yeah. Yeah. people might want to get out in the real world more mm -hmm. often to go mm -hmm. see the real art that's yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, that type of thing is pretty important to me. Um, but in the future is more like uh, just welcoming all all types of ideas for okay. commission work mm -hmm. and you know sculpting even things okay. like that. I'm cool. starting to starting to work really, on a little bit. Really, really, yeah. So kind of expanding that you know kind of uh, that genre a little bit. Just working in all mediums. Yeah, yeah. What inspires you? Like, what what's your inspiration? What what makes you get up every day and want to go continue to do this after twenty some years? There's a multitude of things that that really get me up, but number one is my son. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Leaving a legacy here for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, showing a good example mm -hmm. of sticking to your guns yeah. and being, you know, having faith in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, all the opportunities I blew as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. That's real, real motivation. Well, if we had some of those back, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and just thinking about all the different ways where yeah. I just, you know, totally yeah. wasted time. Yeah. Or, yeah, you know, yeah. And I just yeah. think like each day, if you have something you're passionate about, which most people should, because there's yeah. tons of stuff to keep yeah. people yeah. not bored. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, if you have a passion in life, just focus on it. Yeah. And if it starts to feel like, like you're too into it or right. like, you know, it's a, you're obsessing over uh -huh. it, then find a good way to put the brakes on right. and, and become right. hungry for it. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 Take a break when you when you think you need to. Yeah. Yeah. Passion, action, uh, imagination and drive gets you paid. Yeah. Right. There you that's go. Good. Paid. Uh, that's awesome, man. I'm, I'm glad that uh, you're, you're doing that. And I think it is an inspiration to uh, people that are, you know, one to maybe get out of side stream and get into the mainstream of it, I think would, would be that. Uh, so how does someone reach you? Do you have a website that you send people to? I mean, if they want to find out more about, you know, your work and what you do and. Most of uh, the contacts I get is either through my website, DesmondHansonArt.com. Okay. Or my Instagram. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, that direct messages a lot. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you coming in, Lewis Hour Live, stopping in and having a conversation. And uh, I think we'd like to have you back when you're doing some stuff, maybe come on location with you while you're doing a, a few pieces. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, before we go, I want to talk about one piece, though. Uh, you did a uh, recent uh, friend of mine restaurant that they opened up, uh, uh, took over the Henry Tavern, and you came in very last minute and did that you know, mural and painting there. And that was based on some famous Seattle, you know, likeness. But you kind of put a little twist to it. You share a little bit on that because it was quite a, like with the, the did the, the hat thing. Yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Tony T's um, sports bar and lounge, they, you know, their thing is the fedora. That's yeah. like their logo. Right, right. Um, so we put a fedora on each of the the portraits and yeah. and put their their puppy in there and everything right. too. Right. Yeah. That was a fun mural. Um, those those. They're they're really awesome. Sarah yeah. and Ted are really awesome. Yeah. Um, and possibly could be doing another mural there. Sometime. Really? Yeah. No, that was really cool, especially the fedora thing and and the pets and all the famous you know uh, you know iconic sports figures for Seattle. And it's something that's noticeable when you go right into the to the restaurant. And I know you did that in a fairly short window of time, and it wasn't oh, yeah. you know a I lot of time like, to do that. I think it was like four days. Four or days or four something. Or five yeah. Days. Yeah. Well, hey, we appreciate you coming in and uh, uh, sitting in with us, and we definitely want to have you back. 
and uh, talk a little bit more about some of your upcoming projects and uh, just kind of follow you and see some of the great work and continue stuff that you're doing. So, awesome. hey, thank you for joining Appreciate us. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we got another uh, artist in the house we want to talk to you about. Just stay between the break. You catch some of the vi uh, videos, and uh, we'll pick up right after this. Stay tuned. Lewis Hour Live. We're right back at you. The Millionaire Club Charity is one of Seattle's oldest existing charities. In addition to job placement and employment services, the Millionaire Club provides job training and licensing to help workers become qualified and job ready, from nutritious meals and sack lunches to housing assistance to stabilize their lives. Despite its name, the donors to the Millionaire Club are ordinary citizens with a desire and passion to help fellow citizens overcome the barriers of employment and housing. For more information, call 206-728-JOBS or go to millionaireclub.org. Too drunk to like you. I'm too hot to care. I really don't care. No, no. Why are you so spiteful? Why are you so scared?
Welcome back to Lewis Howard Live. Hey, the video you were just watching is the video of our next guest who's joining us and is going to tell us a little bit about the video and uh, some of his creativity. So we're pleased to welcome Lewis Howard Experience. Welcome, man. How's Thanks for stopping in. Good. Uh, tell us a little bit about that video. I was just, we were just talking about that, that you just uh, created that the listeners were watching. Um, yeah, that's a, um, a song I did called Peacocking. Okay. Um, a friend of mine, Mr. Talkbox, is featured on it. Um, it was during quarantine. And okay. I wanted to do something. Yeah. Um, nobody was really getting out. Nothing right. was really yeah, open. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I thought it'd be cool if we just got um, people, you know, different fans of mine okay. and family members and friends from all over. Yeah. Uh, to send some footage in of them dancing to the song. Okay, and, cool. Yeah. And, yeah. and also to, um, you know, I, I asked them if they had a charity that yeah. they wanted to shout okay. out to kind of hold up a sign. Yeah, oh, so, that, yeah, it's, it's that's kind of cool. That's creative. So, yeah. uh, so share with us a little bit about your your history, how you kind of got started in music, and some of the things that you've uh, that you've done. Um, well, I I was actually born in Olympia, but okay. I was raised in uh, Detroit in uh, Gary, Indiana, in okay. East Chicago. We kind of wow. moved around yeah. a lot. Um, so music kind of came uh, at when I was in church. You know, okay. my mom was one of the lead sopranos in the choir. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I used to just sit behind the, the drummer and okay. he would give me a pair of sticks and I'd just play on the ground. Right. Um, and then one day he didn't show up and my mom was just like, he can you play. And then, <laughs> I had to be like six or seven, but right. um, somehow I knew how to play the drums, and I just kind of I kept um, I kept playing the drums for my church and wow. started getting little checks. Yeah, know, so. yeah, yeah. Um, but then they, you know, my mom sang, so they kind of figured that I could sing too. Okay. So they yeah. kept trying to get me off the drums right. and Into and the... do leads. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of where it yeah. all started. And you just kind of stayed with that. So where, when did your like really? break come or you know big opportunity come you know in music um well i'm when i moved back here to washington okay. um i was living in olympia and i kind of i met a, a friend of mine who goes by macklemore now okay um and he was working on his first album at the time okay um i don't even think he knew it was gonna be his first album but we were just kind of making songs yeah um i remember at that time he he heard me singing a little bit okay. and he was like, yo, you should sing on, right. on my album. And I was like, what? And, yeah. Um, and I did. Um, and it ended up being a, a really good song, one of people's favorite songs off of his album. Really? Yeah. Um, and so uh, he kind of did his thing with Ryan Lewis. I ended up in a crew called Old Dominion. Okay. Um, it's like the Northwest Wu-Tang pretty right. much. Right. Okay. Um, and so, uh, you know, a little on the darker side compared yeah, yeah. to what he okay. does. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I was kind of doing both of those things and going back and forth and, um, you know, also working on my solo stuff. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, and then one day he really blew up. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, and that would be on, was that was that the thrift shop? Was that, was yeah. that really the blow up? Yeah, okay. that okay. was thrift shop. Okay. Um, and then, you, so at that point, he started taking me on tours okay. uh, with him, and I would open. Yeah. Um, and got a lot of fans yeah. off of just opening, um, you know, all over the world. Yeah, And yeah. I think the first tour we went on had to be, like, 2011, okay. 2012, okay. somewhere in there. Uh, yeah, that was pretty yeah. much the beginning of it. What was your biggest learning experience out of that? You know, going from, you know, kind of church, you know, quiet, to all of a sudden, boom. You know, I mean, that's a big switch. 
Um, I mean, I guess church kind of prepared me okay. for the performance aspect yeah. because um, yeah. I, I have never been so nervous as I have been right. like singing in church. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it was, yeah. Just, it was just, it just made me very nervous. But um, by the time I got to a, a big stage yeah. um, and was performing my own original music, I was so yeah. comfortable okay. at that point. Yeah. Um, that it was, it's, it, yeah. like, I'd rather not be anywhere else. With, yeah, you know, yeah, just on yeah. stage. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how long does it take you to, you know, produce something that you like, like you enjoy? Like, you start working on a piece and, you know, and you finally finish, like, okay, um, I'm good. This, this, this works. Um, I mean, it depends. Back in the day, it was a little different. Um, I didn't have as much resources to right. make music. Yeah. So it would, yeah. I would literally just get a beat, write something to it, okay. record it. Yeah. And then do that about 12 times and right. then uh, call it an album. Okay. Uh, but these last couple of albums I've done, I've had, um, you know, a, l a little more opportunity. I've met um, people, yeah. uh, musicians. Sure. So I've kind of done a little, <clears throat> excuse me, um, like a co-producing thing, right? Okay. So I would get some production um, and then I would have a live band okay. play over that. And, right. Um, and on top of that, I've... I've started singing more. I used to just rap. You okay. Know what I'm I yeah, yeah. I kind of compare it to uh, when I was in church, how I w wanted to just play the drums right. and they wanted me to get sure, up and do sing. something. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of yeah. like that yeah. with rapping. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I enjoy playing yeah. with cadences and playing with words. Okay. And, um, but eventually I started singing okay. a lot more and, and to the point where my last two albums are all singing. I think awesome. I rapped a couple times. Right, right. But um, I just. I, I feel that's I'm getting out more emotions. Yeah, uh, yeah. With my singing. Do you have a certain audience you're trying to reach, or is it just pretty wide scope? I mean, who you kind of see as your biggest kind of village followers or people that like your music? Um, I mean, usually people who like soul music, okay. R&B. Yeah. Um, if you like, you know, a fan of early, or maybe not early, but like '90s R&B. Okay. Um, also, I kind of have the vibe of like. Especially this last album I did, I tried to, um, you know, pay homage to like Isley Brothers, okay, and, uh, yeah, Marvin yeah, Gaye, Curtis yeah, Mayfield. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like know. my young years, man. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. so I've kind of tried to, you know, pay homage to them and you know, add my own twist to that sure. style of music. Okay. You know, there's certain songs where I'm singing in all falsetto. You know, what I'm okay. saying kind of like wow. Isley used to do or Curtis Mayfield. Used yeah. To do. Yeah, that's um, hard to do, man. That's yeah. Oof. I mean, but it was you know it was one of those things that was always easy for me to do. Yeah. But yeah. growing up where I grew up, right, I hated to do it because I would right. get made fun of. Right. And be like, oh, he sings like a girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and I think that's why if you listen to my early like my first album and I'm yeah. rapping, I'm right. trying to I, my voice. I'm trying to get my voice as deep as possible. Right. Uh, <laughs> one of the biggest things I regret. But, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. Uh, what, uh, you know, I always ask this question to people. You, you, you see people, everybody's, you know, trying to get out there, make music, make a hit, you know, get, get a million followers, right? Mm -hmm. getting, that, getting that fame. Um, what's been, the, I guess, the biggest life lesson that you've learned for yourself as you've gone through these different stages of creativity, producing, and, you know, doing all these different things with music, and to keep, you know, keep balance with yourself, right? Because it's, it's easy to, I think when people are trying to become famous, sometimes you can lose yourself in the piece of that, you yeah. know? Uh, Unnecessarily sell your soul, but you, you're, you're putting yourself out there, right. you know, to be able to try to get that hit or be famous or whatever. So, right, yeah, I think that was, you know, one of my main things from the beginning. 
was, you know, never sell your soul. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, when I create music, I'm just I'm. It's how I feel right. at that okay. moment. It might even be how I felt ten years ago. Right. <laughs> you know right. What I'm yeah. 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 Um, but yeah. that's what I've learned is, um, is you know, being yourself and never settling. Okay. And, you know, and and always you know, keep yeah. going, you right, know what I'm saying? Right. Because there's been yeah. times where I was definitely, you know, disencouraged yeah. and, um, and you know, didn't want to keep making music, you know, yeah. didn't yeah. want to go to the studio or anything. Yeah. And so I had to, I had to fuel myself. I had yeah. to, you know, think yeah. of certain things that I've been through and yeah. things like that. So uh, uh-uh. I've learned to, you know, just keep going. Just man. keep going. Yeah. 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 I think that's important because it, it is no matter what your business is, for what you're doing there's a point where you just feel like you hit a wall at times and you got just kind of done but then you got to kind of pick yourself back up you know uh you know sugar ray leonard said he said i see two people he says if i get up in the morning and i see ray leonard i'm not going to fight right if i get up in the morning i see sugar ray it's on (laughs) right right so it's about who you see when you get up and you're going out there to do you know to do that exactly that creativity so what kind of things you got coming up? Are you guys working on your project? You got working on anything new? What's uh, what's in the hopper? Um, so I haven't been working on anything. So I just released um, this album, Regal Blue 84. I just released okay. that uh, last year. And then I kind of um, stepped into the investment realm. Okay, okay. Um, opened a comedy club with some friends. Okay. Um, it's called Nate Jackson Super Funny Comedy Club down in Tacoma. Go check right. that out. Cool. Um, and I've also been in trying to develop a video game for the okay. past year. Um, wow, so yeah, you're diversifying out. Yeah, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to spread it out. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but at the same time, been working on uh, Macklemore's new album. Okay. I'm um, trying to come up with some catchy hooks for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think we got some. Yeah, we got to get, get get both of you guys down there so we can hear how yeah. that uh, sounds together. That's I can try to get him down here. He got yeah. three babies now. It's yeah. crazy. Oof. It's crazy. Oof. Man. Ooh, I need those days again. They had to give the dog away. Don't yeah. tell them I told you. Oh, it's <laughs> too much responsibility. <laughs> they had to uh, get it done. Uh, uh, who inspires you? What's your inspiration? What 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 fires you? What you know that you look at or person, place, or thing that kind of inspires you to do what um, you do? Man, a lot of things inspire me. Yeah. Um, people who are in the same. Uh, people who are trying to do. Or I'm, you know, I, I see people and I'm like, I want to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, whether that be music or right. whether it be in the business world somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. Um, as far as music goes, like, you know, one of my main idols is is Bilal. Okay. Right? Um, okay. And kind of because of what I was talking about earlier, um, like there is no other artist like him right. because. Okay. He is, he's so himself. Right, yeah, um, yeah. A lot of, when I watch a lot of his live performances, um, <laughs> sometimes I ask, like, what's wrong with him? There's something right. wrong with him. But it's, yeah. it's literally the epitome of being free when he's right. performing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you can see that. He kind of just, yeah. he, he just lets go. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that inspires me a lot. Um, you know, seeing people happy yep. inspires me. Yeah. I have yeah. a big plan of making everybody around me happy. Yeah. I want to see all yeah. my friends doing good and my family yeah. doing good. So, yeah. How's the uh, people you know, how's the pandemic affect people you know, like mentally or, you know, because I, I see two schools of thoughts. I see people that are 
preoccupied, obviously, with everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. And then another school of people says, I got to keep going on, right? Yeah. Uh, have you noticed any change or anything that you've seen that's impacted your business or your models in terms of this after the pandemic? Anything changing that? I know you said creatively with the video. That's kind of cool right. having people do that. Um, yeah, I feel like I feel like once I mean, at least for me, once quarantine hit, yeah. I felt like my brain just went yeah. so many different places okay. on trying to figure out what I could do. And, right. Um, you know, how I could set myself up for when we all come out of this, yeah. you know, and yeah. um, that's where I came up with the video game idea. And, and luckily the comedy club idea yeah. came. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, you know, I know people who've lost people. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've lost some friends. Yep. Yeah. Um, it, it started to come way closer than I thought it would. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, for the most part, I think I've dealt with it pretty well. Yeah. Um, and I found, you know, a big part of the answer was kind of huddling in a fetal position in a dark corner right. in my home. Right. <laughs> that got me through a lot of <laughs> right. it. Right. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, a lot of my friends, yeah. you know, um, yeah. they really stayed strong through yeah. it and that inspired me to you know stay yeah. strong through it so yeah. Um, yeah I found myself having to encourage a lot of people you mm -hmm. know because you know I'm kind of an energized bunny I just keep going yeah and so people always want to know hey how you know how, how do you keep going I said well I just keep going mm -hmm. um, and I had some personal losses too so I mean yeah. very close to home and so um, it may look like on the outside I was going, but on the inside, man, I was like you. I was like mentally in a fetal position at times. Mm. Like, man, how am I going to deal with this, right? You right. know, I got five or six companies I have to operate, and people are expecting me to show up and be me. Right. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely has uh, uh, made a big difference in that way. What, uh, got a young kid out here somewhere around the world watching us and saying, man, I'm, you know, I want to do something. I want to be with a guy like Michael Moore. I want to, you know, get out there and, and do something big. What, what, would, what kind of advice, what kind of guidance, wisdom would you give to somebody just trying to, you know, find their way in a, in a time like this, right? Because we're still kind of in this weird kind of time with mm -hmm. stuff. But uh, dreams don't sleep, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, they keep going. So sure. uh, people want to find a way to get that out. So what, what would be your inspiration somebody, you know, just starting out want to get out there? I would say to constantly sharpen your sword yeah. and um, you know whatever your craft is if yeah. you want to be a rapper if you want to be a singer constantly do that yeah you know yeah. Um, one concept that um, I learned um, you know Ben uh, well Macklemore yeah. kind of taught me this and right. I think he also suggested a book it was uh, outliers I think okay um, yep yeah there's the 10,000 hour yep yeah you do yep. anything yep. for 10,000 hours yep. Malcolm Gladwell yeah Malcolm Gladwell yep. yeah so um so yeah that's big yeah um, you know people always say you know like I want to do a show like right. put me on this show yeah. and it's like yeah. That's good, you know what I'm right, saying? Like, right. do as many shows yeah. as you can, you yeah. know what I'm saying, for free. Right, even. right. Um, even yeah. when there's three people in the crowd, because yeah. Yeah. I did those, yeah. you know, and everybody, well, I, I'm not going to say everybody. There's a lot of people who, you know, they get some luck and they right. get some overnight success, whatever. Yeah. But the the great, the greats, right. you know what I'm saying, yeah. they yeah. put a lot of time into their craft. A lot and, of time, uh, yeah. And master. Yeah, and so yeah. I, I, I see that. I think that's one of the 
challenge. I grew up in old school. You had to work for it. You had to hustle for it. And still, even then, it took years for it to come. You had to be a mentor, you know I mean, under people. Mm-hmm. Um, I see more people just want to hitch their wagon to a star. Right. Right? Exactly. You know, I've got, I'm a star in my head, so just, you know, let me hitch, uh, hitch my wagon to your wagon, and then, you know, we both go exactly. together. And I just find that that doesn't, it's not sustainable. Um, and because uh, when pressure hits, mm-hmm. you know, then you see what people are made of. And, you know, sometimes I don't want that person to be in a hole with me mm-hmm. when they're finding, exactly. trying to find out who they are. Exactly. <laughs> right. Sure. So, yeah, I think it is encouraging people to just put the time in. Right. Yep. Put the 10,000 hours into greatness because right. you, you can never lose that. Right. Right. You never you never get that. So, right. well, experience, I appreciate you coming in and hanging out. And uh, we'd love to have you back and just kind of I like to follow people and just kind of see what they're doing and stay up on that uh, music and and uh, and just sharing. I'm, I'm all about growth and, and influence and, uh, you know, legacy type stuff. I think we're living in a time where people really are focusing on not just being great, but leaving great behind. Right. And uh, so I think that's important. So I appreciate you coming in, Lewis. Thanks for Live. Hey, we're going to take a quick break and we'll do a quick wrap up and uh, get you out of here and on to another edition. So stay with us. We'll take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after this quick message. Stay with us. The Millionaire Club Charity is one of Seattle's oldest existing charities. In addition to job placement and employment services, the Millionaire Club provides job training and licensing to help workers become qualified and job ready, from nutritious meals and sack lunches to housing assistance to stabilize their lives. Despite its name, the donors to the Millionaire Club are ordinary citizens with a desire and passion to help fellow citizens overcome the barriers of employment and housing. For more information, call 206-728-JOBS or go to millionaireclub.org. Hey, thanks for joining us today. We have had an awesome show. Remember, sharing and caring, we send this up to YouTube. So, hey, tell a friend, tell a friend. Uh, We've had some great uh, guests on today. We had experience on. We had Desmond Hansen on the show today. And uh, this is what we do. We try to keep it fresh, innovative, and different. You never know who's going to be sitting in that seat next to me. Hey, and don't forget, I got my new book out on Amazon. Living up in a down world, staying steady in unsteady times. It's available on Amazon, along with my other book, Inside the Mind of Champions, and the bestseller, From Here to There. So you can get it on Amazon and become a partner with that. And uh, send it to somebody for Christmas. Right? Buy the book and send it out to somebody for Christmas. And don't forget, you can catch us 24-7 on demand, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Blog Talk Radio, YouTube, wherever you want to find, wherever you hang out with your device, you can find the Lewis Hour Live show. So we appreciate you being part of the number of conversation. And our goal always is to help you become the best version of yourself. We'll see you again on another program. Every great champion knows that success, overcoming, and winning in life is no accident. Creating individual success is like having a recipe for a great meal. It only works if you know how to use the ingredients. As a best-selling author, entrepreneur, business coach, strategist, and champion, the Lewis Hour Live Show provides you the insider's view on winning. All we do is win, 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 helping you become the best version of yourself.